Aloha and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm Chad Owens and yeah, I'm wearing my Aloha Friday wear from last week because it was Friday and the Soul Collector came in and took over, snatched my soul, so couldn't rock it. So I'm rocking it today and we got a little bit of that aqua green on there for Tua and the Miami Dolphins. We'll talk more about that here coming up. I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsors, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs for being part of the show. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Let's jump on in to the first quarter. Tua Tango-Vailoa gets the dub in his very first NFL start. Uh, he helps the Dolphins defeat the Rams 28-17. Uh, look, statistically, they're going to say he didn't have uh, you know, the, his best game, uh, but he didn't need to. The way his defense is playing, looking like an all-pro defense, causing turnovers. Uh, Goff was just all over the place, uncomfortable, fumbling, turnovers. Defense scored. They had a return touchdown. All Tua had to do was manage the game, which he's done. A, he did an amazing job at doing that. You know, so look, with the, when your defense plays like that, right, offensively, you don't get those extra series. Right? So, yeah, first start, there may be some jitters. But look, everybody was fired up and wanted to ensure that Tua got his first win. That's why the defense played that way. That's why special teams balled. Everybody pulled together to, to, to try to take some of that pressure off of them. You know, it could be, it's a high-pressure game. And that position, the quarterback is the most pressure spot of them all. But I don't, I don't believe Tua felt any pressure I've said this before he's he's built for this he was made for the NFL right Alabama is a NFL prep school so he's not afraid of this stage he was built for it and look they got their guy here's a stat Tua became the 22nd quarterback to start a game for the Dolphins since Dan Marino retired in 2000 so they've 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 gone through the shuffle but trust me, they got their guy. Tua is a winner. He's a champion. And this is a playoff contending team. So um, I'm looking forward to Tua leading these guys into the playoffs. And who knows, once you get in, hey, you can win it. So look, congratulations again, Tua. Congrats to the Finns. And uh, congrats to South Beach. And you got your guy. With that, let's jump on in to the second. All right, we've got more NFL to recap, uh, but before we do so, I want to remind you, go get yourself a Honolulu Star Advertising newspaper and compete in football fever. $500 cash weekly, grand prize of 1000 bucks at the end of the season. Look, simple. Go get your ballots, right? Right here. Go get your ballots, cut that out, you know, make your picks, you know, who, who you're taking for the week. And go turn it in to select Long's Drugs. That simple. Right? Give yourself a chance to win. And, and look, thanks again to our sponsor for making Football Fever possible. Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs. All right. Let's talk more NFL. There's been some games uh, yesterday that were, you know, championship-type games. Um, I want to start off with in the AFC North. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think this is one of one of two uh, 
more competitive divisions in the league. This was a back and forth game. This was a AFC North championship type game. You know, Lamar Jackson was doing his thing, running around. Uh, Big Ben struggled at times, but the run game and I think ultimately the defense came through and Pittsburgh remained undefeated. They are now 7-0. and um, I'm telling you, this is an AFC Championship game. It's, that's what it's going to be. You've got Cleveland and Cincy in that division. Cincy's probably not going to make the playoffs. Cleveland's going to get in. But we all know, you know the Cleveland story. Um, but yeah, I got, I got Pittsburgh coming out the AFC North. And I think they're a, a, a Super Bowl contending team this year. The other division that is um, a powerhouse, in my opinion, is the NFC West. And the game I want to talk about is the Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers. Look, I've been saying it from the beginning. Russell Wilson is the MVP. He will be the MVP this year because he's got Megatron 2.0. TK Metcalf is just, he's not from this world. You got LeBron James calling him Baby Bron. I mean, look, I, I mean, think about that. I think if LeBron James played football, if he stuck to football, that would be him. That big, that fast, that strong, that dominant. You know, I'm, I was having a conversation with my son. It's like, who, who's going to guard this guy? Who can guard this guy? Physically, there's no one out there that can guard him. Uh, and, you know, their, their offense, that defense, the combination, it's hard to double them. Because if you double him, you're going you're gonna to free up the other guys. You know, you got, you got, uh, you got Lockett. Um, man, I can't wait for John or Sue to get his action going. But look, that team is going to go, uh, again, you got the Arizona and the LA Rams in that division. Very competitive. All playoff teams. Um, but yeah. And look, yeah, sorry. Seattle defeated the 49ers pretty convincingly uh, and just showed their dominance in the division. Russell Wilson is the league MVP right now. And guys, don't forget tonight, Monday night football between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants. Tom Brady got them boys rolling, but I'm excited to see Antonio Brown back in action. AB, let's go. Anyway, that wraps the second quarter. Uh, Let's jump on in to halftime. The University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football team struggled this past weekend in Wyoming. Uh, Look, I know people are going to make excuses for them. Weather, uh, altitude, road, all this stuff. I even spoke to Steven Sai, had an interview with him, uh, which we're going to get into. uh, And I asked him a few things. I asked him him if he thought the weather was an issue. Um, But at the end of the day, I like what Coach Todd Graham said. He said, look... We can't make excuses. I'm not going to make excuses. It's not about the weather. It's not about the road. That's part of it. It's football. You got to deal with it. Uh, I like that mindset. You know, we don't want to create excuses because they're going to be on the road again. And they're going to play in in that, you know, uh, they're going to come into that situation again in the future. So you can't can't play football that way, right? So uh, I love that approach. And with that, let's, uh, let's jump on into this interview that I had with Steven Sai. Sai, thank you so much again for uh, joining the CO2 Rundown today. We're going to recap 
you know, the UH football game uh, against Wyoming. Uh, but before we do so, I got to give a shout out to Hawaiian Telecom, you know, one of our sponsors uh, for making this show possible. Uh, I'm repping, you know, the, the, the UH Warrior Hawaiian Telecom sort of band here for this interview. Well, I like the island chain on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we go, we got it all. We're repping. We're repping all the way. And, hey, look, check this out, though. I don't know if you noticed it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Game. <laughs> anyway, let's talk game, Stephen. Um, okay, what is your biggest takeaway from the Wyoming game? Well, I just think it's tough to win on the road, and it's tough to win uh, when you're playing at 7,200 uh, feet above sea level. And you've been up on the top, and um, it's, it's hard. And I think that was the problem with um, the second possession uh, for UH, where um, Sherman Cordero was trying to throw a pass, and the ball kind of slipped out of his hands. And as you know, when you get to um, high altitude, sometimes your hands dry out and things slippery. And I think they have to make a little bit of adjustment there because it's not easy playing where, where the ball can fly and your hands are dry. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and like with, uh, you know, higher altitude comes less oxygen, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've, I've sort of been there in those types of environments. It's, uh, it, you, don't ha- you just don't have enough time to, to, to really make, make the adjustments. You know, you're there for a few days and your body just, it's hard to make that adjustment. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta make the plays when you have the opportunity to, and you gotta try to try your best to make those games time. Uh, what were the problems that they had? Uh, was the cold was, uh, really an issue for the boys? It wasn't an issue really during the game, but it was in, um, an issue trying to prepare for the game. Um, right before the, um, so after the Fresno game, then they went to Denver, but then a big snowstorm hit. So um, two of their walkthrough practices were actually indoors in the hotel. And then the third practice, um, they were going to be scheduled to have it on an outside field, but um, it was all snow covered. They couldn't dig it out in time and everything. So they ended up renting a, um, an indoor facility. So they just didn't have a lot of time to practice in the conditions they were going to be playing in. Right. Yeah. And that definitely, you know, on the road, like you said, it's already tough. Uh, and you sprinkle in, you know, a few uh, other pieces of adversity. Uh, but look, let's, let's transition. You know, boys are back home. Uh, we're at home this week. We got New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State, right? Uh, New Mexico, oh, oh, New, New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico this week. And you know what? What can we expect from from New Mexico? Well, first of all, it's going to be kind of an interesting deal. The defensive coordinator for uh, New Mexico is um, uh, Rocky Long. He used to be the head coach at San Diego State the last few years. He resigned from there, goes back to New Mexico where he sort of started a little bit of his career, and now is the defensive coordinator. So it's kind of interesting that he's going to bring that fast-paced uh, um, attacking defense that San Diego State was known for the past few years to New Mexico. And the other thing is um, uh, New Mexico's got a really elusive, interesting quarterback. His, uh, his name is Tavaka Tuioti. He may or may not be related to Tony Tuioti because Tony seems to have a lot of family everywhere, but he's a really <laughs> big, elusive guy. And, uh, you know, he's, he's tough. And, and the third thing was is that um, uh, New Mexico, because of the big COVID problems they're having in um, the uh, New Mexico area and everything, um, uh, they're going to be setting up their um, training and uh, preparing for this game in Las Vegas, which is the ninth mm-hmm. island. So maybe you got to add that to your uh, your uh, headband there. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And you know, I'm sorry, Stephen. There was a little bit of a, okay. uh, a stutter, stutter there in the in the connection. Uh, hopefully, we got that. But what what Stephen's saying is New Mexico had to make an adjustment and move to Vegas for this week. Is that what you, is that correct? Yeah, to prepare. So they, they are yeah. stationed in Las Vegas. Yeah, Which, that's not a bad place to spend if you uh, need a whole week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, again, we talk about distractions. 
you know, Vegas could, could provide some of that, but um, all right. We, we are, we're at home. I talked about it. You know, typically we, we play well at home, but yeah. there's not, there's not going to be any fans in the stands. Um, not real fans, right? Not real fans. We, we got, we got to have an opportunity to have cardboard fans. Uh, yes. What, what are your thoughts there? Well, um, it, it was kind of impressive in Fresno when they played it because um, they had cardboard fans in the end zone and then they pumped in some music. I think it's uh, music and crowd noise at 70 uh, decibels. So it felt like, I mean, it was an empty stadium, but kind of made it look like, at least on TV, that there were some people there. It'd be kind of interesting to see how it works and how many people buy cardboard cutouts. Uh, it's a pretty good deal that you can get them. And, and you know, hey, you know, let's, let's make a nice little Christmas gift later, if, you know. Yeah, little, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get one. I think mm-hmm. I need to be stands and supporting even if it's you know a cardboard version uh i definitely want to get many you could be all over the stands you can be <laughs> can <laughs> you i can be can I, Gump, man you could be everywhere can i get on the sideline steve with the cardboard you can, do, you can put it anywhere your chat always you can get on the sideline <laughs> all right man what are some of the uh well what's the main adjustment you think the boys need to make coming into this game well, I think just being home is going to feel a lot better. They, you know, the, you open the um, the season with two road games and a really short because they put together the season kind of quickly. So they only had really three weeks of practices, maybe five or six in full pads, and then you go on the road and really adverse conditions. So I think they're going to feel a lot more comfortable at home. And I think it's going to. Uh, Todd Graham has always talked about trying to start up this really fast, accelerated um, offense where you want to get maybe um, up to ninety plays a game. Uh, they only wow. have, uh, I think they have like 54 of the past game. So I think, you, I think they'll see a faster offense. And if, if Hawaii can play faster, especially against the Mexico team that's been traveling a lot and is training somewhere they're not used to, I think it'll be a difference. So it's, I think being at home and just being able to run the offense that they want to run. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And it sounds like New Mexico's, New Mexico's, excuse me, is in the same boat that, that, that UH was the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Facing uh, some adversity. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to uh, to this week's game. You know, I know the boys are going to be fired up. They're at home. First one of the season at home. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be in the stands, the cardboard version. So I can't wait. <laughs> All right, take care, Chad. Right on. Look, Stephen, thanks again so much for joining us. And thanks for that insight. Uh, and like I was saying, you know, look, no excuses, right? It is what it is. They lost. Coach said, look, we just didn't play good enough. Wyoming beat us. And I've been in a lot of games where that was the response. That was the coach's post-game message. You guys got outplayed. You know, so what do you do then? What do, you do? What, what do we do now? Right? We got New Mexico coming into town. We're at home. So we go back. We study the film. Right? Correct our mistakes. And, and we build upon that. Hey, there's lessons to be, be, be learned in losses. So uh, I expect a better uh, football team this, this weekend, a more excited uh, look. Yeah, it will be warmer, but we will be at home. But there will be no fans. Like I said, I'm going to be in the stands, or at least the cardboard version of me. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to getting a seat, hopefully seat number two. <laughs> but anyway, look. Uh, Good luck this week, boys. We'll be talking more about that as the week progresses. Uh, Guys, with that, let's finish strong as always in the fourth. Uriah Hall defeated Anderson Silva on Saturday 
in which is most likely Anderson Silva's last fight in the UFC. Uh, even according to Dana White, who said, this is it. Regardless uh, if Anderson still has two more fights on his contract, Dana White said that they had a deal. So it's pretty much over. But I, I, I watched the, uh, the post-fight press conference, conference with uh, Anderson Silva, and he didn't seem as if you know, he was ready to give up the sport. Look, that's just part of the game. I, look, I never wanted to be done playing ball. I still feel as if I can play. You know, fighters fight. That's why you have some of these guys that are still fighting in other, uh, you know, uh, other promotions, other, uh, other organizations. Um, that's just what they're bred to do. That's, what, that's all they've known their whole life. Uh, so I don't blame them uh, on that regard. But look, uh, he's lost his last couple of fights. And he's had an unbelievable career. Uh, you know, he was, he was the GOAT, if not the GOAT, uh, at that division. Um, so look, shout out to Anderson Silva. And whether or not this is, and this, that was his final fight, uh, he definitely left his mark in the UFC and is definitely a future Hall of Famer. Congrats, Spider. And, you know, talking about knockouts, uh, not sure if you guys saw the fight between, uh, the boxing match between Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz, but... Davis had one of the most vicious, I'll use that word, vicious knockouts uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, it was just an amazing uppercut. You know, it, it was a counter punch too, which was impressive. He got hit with a couple shots, didn't even flinch, move, and it was like he was just waiting for that opportunity. And when Leo threw a punch, he literally just did. And that le left uppercut was so fast. Um, he put Leo to sleep like that. Dude went into a whole different dimension. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to take to the to, to YouTube. Uh, go find that fight because that knockout was vicious, almost like, like Mike Tyson-like. So make sure you guys check that out. Congrats on that, uh, that, that victory there, man. Uh, he's, he's the champ right now. He's the man. So we'll see what's, what, what comes next for Javonta Davis. And Bellator flyweight champ, local girl, Ilima Leigh McFarlane will be defending her title against Brazil's Juliana Velasquez at Bellator 254 on December 10th at Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncaseville, Connecticut. The event will air live on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, good luck. Ilima, you got this. We're all behind you. Go defend that title, girl. That wraps up today's CO2 rundown. And yeah, look, it's the, it's the beginning of the week, but it's an exciting week because it's game week, home game week for the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I'm fired up about that. Uh, thank you to our sponsors again for making this show possible. Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom and Long's Drugs. And I'd like to give another huge mahalo to you all for tuning in.